0: I want to uh, continue teaching on thank you. Everybody, shout thank you! Come on, you got to give give it some gust. You know, come on, thank you! Come on, thank you! Uh, I say it. You say it. Okay, right? thank you! There you go. There you got it. You got it now. So, and and it, uh, we learned last Sunday. If you didn't hear the message from last Sunday, uh, we learned about the term and we we took it to a deeper place. Let's read that scripture. Oh, give thanks. To the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Read it again. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy forever. And sometimes we use the terms, we use the Lord, or we use our God. and. Sometimes just the way that it is described when we say the Lord, we don't say a Lord, but the Lord or our God. Sometimes the translations are not as accurate as they need to be. And so we often emulate that because when we look at the terms of the Lord, one of the reasons it's written in that particular way is because the idea of speaking the name of God is too holy. It comes from our Jewish tradition. It comes from that to write the name of God completely, we wouldn't want to write it, have it written in a name, in a vain way. So the Hebrew tradition would not be to write the name of God. Uh, the name of God would be pronounced Yahweh. Say it, Yahweh, Yahweh. Sometimes it has been rewritten in different ways. So when you hear the somebody say Jehovah, Jehovah is another writing of Yahweh. It is a different way of placing. The vowels in there. But Yahweh is probably such an incredible way to write it. Sometimes you just see the Y, W and the V and the H and that represents Yahweh. But Yahweh is not just a name because for us uh, in our culture, we sometimes just name one another according to the way something sounds. That sounds really cool. But names have meaning. And even if your name does not necessarily seem to have A meaning where you can do research and figure it out. Your life is giving your name meaning. You understand that. You will you will, when I say, What does the name Judas mean? You understand that. If I were to say, What does the name Benedict Arnold mean? You know, you just don't see too many people named that anymore, do you? Or named Judas, because the lives themselves speak of who they are. But when I say Yahweh, He is the I am. He is saying, I am the all existent one. I am, I was, and I will always be. He is the creator of it all. He is the purpose. He is the word. He is the logos. Behind everything that we see is God. When you look at the sky and you see the way it flows, when you look at a sunset, when you look at the landscape, You can lift up your voice and give thanks to God because he always has been and he always will be. Now, I am not a God is what he's saying. I am not a new God. I am not a power. Yahweh is God over every power, over every principality. We worship Yahweh. We worship our God. We worship the Lord, not a Lord, not a God. We do not have a religion. We worship God, the one true and living God. Somebody say, thank you. you. And we learned that his name and the pronunciation of that name is powerful. Because if you look carefully at it, that the name is breath. It's breath. He is the air that I breathe. And here is another correct pronunciation of Yahweh. It is like breathing. It is you. Say it. Take a deep breath. When you took a breath, why did you take a breath? because of Almighty God, right? He is the air that I breathe. It is his breath that is in my lungs. As I breathe, I relax in the fact that Almighty God has come into my life. And sometimes you might find in anxiety or in trouble, you just need to sit down and take a few deep breaths. You might do well as you take a deep breath rather than just Breathing to realize it's His breath that's in your, your lungs. And as you release the breath, just say it. Come on, say it. Just breathe in and out the Lord. So He is the breath of life. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. There you go. We took that and we relearned it. We had heard it before from a sister who is already in the presence of God. Sister Welfa. We love Welfa. But when I was looking at her name, I thought Welfa kind of sounds like thank you to me. It does. And that was, that was her mark on this church. Before she left us suddenly and went to be with the Lord last April, we'd be right in the middle of church. And she would just shout, thank you. <laughs> just, whoa. Okay. Thank you. And we began to, you know, talk about that. And of course, there was the one Sunday. I won't rehearse all of that story where I just celebrated her. Thank you. And it was just the Sunday before she had passed. And I said in that service, I said, you know, some people don't understand. They don't get why somebody would shout. Thank you. Right in the middle of a service. And Welfa said, you don't know my story. <laughs> Lift your hand if you got a story. Now say thank you. Now say thank you. And, and also, this, there's also another sense that really took my attention. And I've been going to church. I've been going to church for a long time. Anybody? And in my life, I've seen some people do some crazy things in church. All right? People used to dance a lot more in church. But they didn't dance like, you know, the electric slide or something. They, they weren't dancing like in rhythm or anything, but... Church would just get going, all right? How many have ever seen somebody dance? Anybody seen somebody dance in church? I mean, it'd just be like this, you know, the music get going, and come on. Come on, don't make me get going, all right? Just people would walk out. I remember once uh, or twice or three or four times we'd have somebody at church be going. People would get, we call it getting happy. Somebody get happy. Now, some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And they would just take off running. I remember Pop, Balava, he used to, on occasion, I remember the day that his daughter Cindy gave her life back to Jesus, returned to the Lord Jesus, like a prodigal, came back. Pop just took off, just took off running around the room. And somebody said, why should you be doing that? You remember that, John? Why you be doing that? And there's a reason, there's a reason. Thank you! Thank you! Anybody ever seen somebody weep and you just want to tell them, just, you're crying too much. Anybody ever seen that before? Yeah. What I have learned also is that there are other individuals who will quietly just kneel. Anybody know there is holiness in that? Yes. Bow your head and just worship. Uh, an old hymn. Anybody like an old hymn on occasion? Just a, just a little bit of amazing grace. Or just just to be still in the presence of God. You see, everybody's praise is not always appropriate. I want to celebrate inappropriate praise this morning. Somebody shout inappropriate praise. (laughs) Praise that we give when other people say, you know, this would be a really good time for you just to sit and be quiet. (laughs) Praise that we give. When it's just not appropriate to the community or the nation or the world or the moment. When somebody has said, what you really need to do is be quiet. And you've said, how can I be quiet? I right. Right, get any eight minutes. Give me some inappropriate praise in the house right now. Somebody. And, and out, of, out of Daniel chapter 6. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. And in his next two words, upper room... With his windows open. Come on, Daniel. Toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day. Three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. Next line. As was his custom since early days. days. Have you ever felt surrounded? Anybody ever felt surrounded before? Anybody? Have you ever felt surrounded? I mean, in that moment in your life, How do you respond when it seems like the world is turned against you? When life is one bad decision away from a catastrophe. What do you do when there is a disastrous diagnosis? You've been laid off or let go or you've been abandoned. When the people you depended on have turned against you and you feel like there is no one left. No one cares. What do you do when you feel... Surrounded. Anybody in the house right now? you got to know these answers because here's the truth. Bad things can happen to the best people in the world. Even God's people. Come on, anybody know I'm telling you that? I've heard some good and godly people have some things happen in their life that were not good moments. Who would call me in tears. The Bible is full of these stories. As if you would look through the Old Testament and into the New Testament. It wasn't like after Jesus ascended to the heavens that the apostles had room service every day until Jesus returned. It wasn't that way. It it wasn't that they had a really nice pool to swim in and people just loved them and blessed them and bought all their books. That's not what happened. Today as we continue our teaching on Thank You, I want us to examine a prophet. A great prophet a leader, the friend and confidant of kings, but mostly a man of God. His name is Daniel. Daniel. Anybody in here got the name Daniel? Anybody got that name? Got any Daniels in the house? Got it? There's a Daniel right back there. All right. So, Daniel. At this point, you may not know this, but when this story takes place, Daniel is 80 years old. 80 years old. It had been a long time. 80 years old. Daniel had served under Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, and now Darius. And each of these kings have one thing in common with the other. Each of these kings believed themselves to be a god. A god. Now you may not understand this. You would say, I would never see myself as a god. But let me say it another way. Each of these kings were filled with pride. Anybody been full of pride? Come on. You ever looked at your kids and said, "Honey, you just of yourself today"? Anybody ever done that? Anybody ever looked in the mirror and felt you were a little fool of yourself? Come on, come on! I don't want you to confess anything today. Nebuchadnezzar, if you remember him, Nebuchadnezzar, he was the guy that threw three guys in the fiery furnace. Anybody remember him? He was the guy that had a dream issue. Had a dream troubled by the dream, didn't know the dream, and told all of his wise men to interpret the dream that he didn't even know what it was until Daniel showed up and dealt with the problem. Eventually, Nebuchadnezzar will become the beast. No, literally a beast because he's so full of himself that God said, you're going to have to humble yourself. I'm going to turn you into a beast and you're going to have to go out and live in the field and you're going to have to eat the grass and you're going to have hoofs, and you're going to have fangs. You're going to be an animal and people will say, Get away from me. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Nebuchadnezzar, only after that did he fully say, God is the Lord. Amen. And then there was Belshazzar. Anybody remember Belshazzar? Yeah. I mean, you don't remember much about him, but Daniel had to deal with him as well as he had to deal with Nebuchadnezzar. He had to deal with Belshazzar. Belshazzar had a party problem. Hello? Anybody ever had a party problem? Anybody? A little too much party in? Anybody? So, he threw a party, and he decided that at this particular party, he'd go ahead and let everybody worship him. And here's what he did. When they had, over, when they had come in and taken the children of Israel... They also had destroyed the temple and they had taken the anointed vessels from the temple. And he decided, come on, let's, let's not get our best china. Let's get all the golden vessels that used to be in the presence of God. And they brought them in to Belshazzar's party. And they were making, they were having merriment and drinking out of the vessels. And suddenly a hand appeared and started writing on the wall. And the wall, and it wrote, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Yafarsin, was written on the wall. No one could interpret it. So they called Daniel. He had taken care of Nebuchadnezzar when he didn't know what the dream was. And he walked in and he said, yeah, I know what it says. You want me to tell you what it says? Thou hast been weighed in the balances and found wanting. And today, your kingdom is going to be divided between the Medes and the Persians. And guess what happened? That day, Belshazzar lost it all. And the Medes and the Persians came in. Now we have a new king, and his name is Darius. Darius is a 62-year-old king of the Medes. He took over. uh, But he loved Daniel. It's interesting. Even though the Medes and the Persians took over, everybody still loved Dan. Nobody wanted to get rid of Daniel because Daniel knew stuff. Daniel was connected not like I want to serve your God or anything, but I sure would like you to show up and bless my services and my parties on occasion. And if I have a problem, I would really like some of your wisdom. So Darius really likes Daniel. And he is moved in the direction of believing the things of Daniel. And he placed him there are, the scripture says that there were 120 uh, satraps and there were three governors. So he put all of these minor governors, like mayors, over 120 areas and then he had three individuals that were over all of them and one of the individuals of the three that was over all of the empire was Daniel. Amen. God had elevated him. Yes. He, how many know God will elevate you and raise you up? Yes. But you may have to go through some mess and feel surrounded on a few occasions first. So the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6 that uh, the other governors did like Daniel. The Bible says that Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the kings gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. The king gave thought. So Darius is saying, I'm just going to put him in charge. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find, it sounds like a messianic moment, doesn't it? They could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. How many would like to live a life like that? Anybody want to live that life? Then these men said... We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So here's what they're doing. What they're going to do is we are going to take his righteousness and use it against him. His rightness, his correctness, his desire to follow the Lord. So the deceiving political alliance of men finding this good man who had been elevated and blessed... Chose to manipulate the king by using the king's weakness, which is pride. He's God. People come to me and ask me for stuff. I'm the one who has all the power. I can say who lives and I can say who dies. He's full of power. In Daniel 6 and verse 6 through 9, the Bible says, So they gathered, the governors and satraps, thronged before the king, and they just oh king live forever oh king you're so good you got to be careful when people are patting you on the back Amen. for other reasons Amen. and then they 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 stood around him all the counselors and advisors except for Daniel they said you know we've consulted to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions another word for prayer petitions any god or man for the next 30 days except you oh So that it cannot, O king, they shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So basically what they're saying is you, King Darius, we're going to bless you and we're going to establish a 30-day holiday. And during this holiday, no one can pray to anyone But to you, King's feeling pretty good. Yeah, I am all that, you know. Look at me, got a nice robe. Look at my crown, doing good. Anybody been there before? No, you haven't. But you have to be cautious when the enemy is trying to make you feel good about yourself. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. You got to be cautious because, now listen everybody, the enemy will tell you lies in order that you can be built up in pride Amen. that will destroy your life. Amen. So Darius succumbs to this. He signs this written decree. Now, according to the Medes and the Persians, this is their, there was their culture. If a decree was signed, it could not be changed. It was just for 30 days. Just 30 days. So when Darius signed the 30-day decree... That no one could pray to anybody but himself. Now that's inappropriate praise. Can I get an amen? Amen. Darius is not a God. He's only a man. And, And the penalty was not a hand slap. It was the cruelest punishment possible. To be fed to lions. Now you have to understand the culture. Here's the culture. First of all, we have lions in a particular space. Secondly, we make sure the lions are viciously hungry we starve them for a period of time and then we take the accused and we toss the accused to the starving lions there is no way that the individual is going to survive and he is going to be torn to pieces so this was direct directed at Daniel because everyone knew about Daniel's prayer life everybody knew about Daniel's prayer life everybody knew about Daniel you know why? Because Daniel prayed. Come on, let me tell you about it. Three times a day, morning, noon, and night, Daniel went to his window, threw his window open, and pointed himself towards Jerusalem, towards the house where all of God's people used to meet, where the presence of God used to be. He would point himself toward the holy mountain of God, and he would pray. Three times a day in his upper room with his window. Everybody knew that Daniel was going to pray to God. So for these guys, this was a slam dunk. Because Daniel had a prayer. Uh Uh-oh. Daniel had a prayer and praise addiction. Amen. Amen. Had a prayer and praise addiction.
1: Amen. What?
0: Yeah, somebody suggested me the other day to help people get off of drugs. If we could just put like a collar on them that would shock them. Amen. Every time they picked up a drug, it would just shock them. You know, there I've known people that would shock themselves to death.
1: Amen, amen.
0: Do you hear what? I'm, you were one of those. It just wouldn't work. But now I want you to get this. Daniel was fully committed to the Lord. So as much as I want to give some good application to this teaching on I Love My Church Sunday, we may not even relate to this story. Because Daniel actually prayed and gave thanks anyway. Three times every day in the same custom that he had always done it. It's one thing to shout thank you out your window when you just got a raise. But is it reasonable to give thanks after your life has been threatened? My life has been threatened. I'm going to go open my window and say, Thank you! I may be fed the hungry lions. I think I'll just open In fact, I'll go to my upper room. I won't even go to my basement. I know everybody wants to pray in the closet, and that's good. But you know, it's just fine to be public with who you are in Jesus. (laughs) When everyone is turned against you and your circumstances are massively negative, I, I praise God on Sunday, but you don't know what happened to me on Monday. It'd been easy, and I don't think we'd argue with Daniel if he thought, Well, look, I'm just going to be quiet for 30 days until all this blows over. He just halted his prayer life until the storm blew by. The threat of lions then had passed. What are you, crazy? Don't you know they're going to kill you if you start praying to God? Don't you know that this law, you're a wise man. It's going to last 30 days. Just, just chill out, bro. Chill down. I know you love Jesus. Just don't wear your t-shirt today. So, you know, I don't get this. this. This situation doesn't exist today, but could I tell you that Christians are being persecuted every day because they will not shut up? Over 245 million Christians are living in places where they experience high levels of persecution. 4,305 Christians were killed for their faith this past year. 1,847 churches and other Christian buildings have been attacked. I know you don't hear about it. doesn't usually make the evening news. I'm going to hear it on certain media. Don't make me bust on those. Okay? 3,150 believers have been detained without trial in the last year, arrested, sentenced, or in prison. I know you don't see it in the United States. Maybe that's because... We keep it on a lowdown. Amen. Amen. We make sure our praise is appropriate. Uh-huh.
1: So we need a revival
0: in our nation. Well, just, just keep it quiet until God does it. You don't want to hear what I'm about to say right now. You don't. Come on, church. I love this church. You know I love you. How many know I love you? I love you. Here's my heart. It's in my hand, okay? Sometimes, though I love my nation, it concerns me that we may be closer to persecution in our own nation than we realize. Amen. I know that we're one nation under God, and our nation was established by the power of God. I'm going to meddle right now, okay? It was established by the power of God. Anybody believe this? Yes. For the cause of Christ. Yes. But currently we are constantly involved in lawsuits and threaten just the idea that believers are are no longer able to acknowledge their faith as an employee or business owner on many fronts or that prayer and faith are taboo subjects in the public square. I know about this. I've been sent the letter in my past we would love for you to come and pray in our council chambers, but please consider not using the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. Our, our ability to speak the truth according to God's word is threatened, and we are being bullied into bowing down to lies. Listen, if you're paying attention, you know that life is beginning to feel a little bit like a fiery furnace, and we are bowing to the wrong idol. We can feel the breath of the lion. And so we have shut our windows and turned our face away from Jerusalem. I'm just preaching today. It's difficult in our culture to be a counselor and a Christian. Our faith is now in danger to those who are sexually broken because we might actually tell someone that, hey, same-sex attraction is a sign of brokenness. And it is a possibility to be set free. I ain't getting amens in the house. And it's not only biblically are, are no longer given the ability to help someone overcome their brokenness. We are bound to support every lifestyle. And if we do not, then somehow the fiery furnace is heated three times. Amen. Can I go deeper? Some of you might say, Pastor Rick, don't say such things. You're judging people, and that's dangerous. Well, can I say that the killing of babies is also dangerous? The end of godly marriage between a man and a woman is also dangerous. Come on. I'm on webcast. I might as well go ahead and tell it. Somebody open the window. The suggestion. The suggestion that we may not pray in the name of Jesus in our houses of government, literature in our schools, promoting godless lifestyles. We are in a threatening time and we've shut our doors and shut our windows and changed our names so that we are not Hebrews anymore. Jesus told his disciples as he sent them out. And it became a message for the work of those who would preach the gospel. Even after he ascended in Matthew 10. He said, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Not as wolves among sheep. So be as shrewd as snakes and as harmless as doves. You need to know that you're going into a battlefield. Come on. You need to know. But beware. You will be handed over to courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. I didn't come to Jesus. I get hurt. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other believers about me. Did you get this? We need the government to know about Jesus. Then you need to be Jesus when the government tells you that you can't be. when you are arrested don't worry about how to respond or what to say God will give you the right words at the right time it is not you who will be speaking it will be the spirit of your father speaking through you, you say Lord I just want to speak I just want a prophetic word okay wait till you stand before the judge
1: Amen.
0: This is, man, I am speaking too heavy are you with me anybody with me in other words, people will say you are inappropriate for being faithful. Okay? Call it inappropriate. Amen. Matthew 10:21. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child and children will rebel against their parents and cause and cause them to be killed. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers. Anybody seeing that going on right now? Yeah. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. Yeah. I just want a big house and a good salary and a good insurance program. Folks, what I want is to honor the Lord with my life. Now, it sounds dangerous, but always remember, it's a lot more dangerous without the blessing and favor of God upon your life. There are those that would say, what should we do? And it would seem like our families are surrounded. Anybody feel surrounded now? Our churches are surrounded. Our faith is surrounded. What can we do to overcome? We need to declare the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Openly with our windows open. We need to pray. We need to give thanks. Somebody shout thank you. Somebody shout thank you. We need to be audacious about our faith. This is where we need to talk together. Let me just tell you a couple of things. One, giving thanks is appropriate when it seems inappropriate. Amen. And you see, we've read the scripture on Daniel chapter 6, how he gets down and prays three times a day. Please remember that Daniel is a wise man. Doesn't sound very wise, but this was wise. He knows the God. He knows the God of the word. Over and over he has heard from the Lord. He's interpreted dreams. He's interpreted the writing on the wall. He even had the audacity to refuse in the beginning the king's food. So we say, well, why? Well, he was committed to eating other things and he was not going to eat food that had been sacrificed to some of his idols. He he, he did not want his idolatrous menu and instead he ate simple food prescribed in God's law. And I said he was a wise man. It's my belief that he probably did his best to celebrate the feast of the Lord. How many think Daniel did his best even though he wasn't in Jerusalem to celebrate Passover? Anybody believe that? I believe he celebrated the feast. He was into that sort of thing he he the unleavened bread first fruits Pentecost Feast of Trumpets you can almost hear when it came to Feast of Trumpets Daniel found a Shafar somewhere stood in his upper room you can almost hear him why is he doing up there he's celebrating the presence of God he probably celebrated atonement as best he could I wish I was there but he probably did in the Feast of Tabernacles he probably knowing the temple had been destroyed and the articles of gold had been brought to Babylon he was grieved About his lost life in Israel. But he knew that God would come to the rescue. I'm preaching now. He sought the Lord. And the Lord whispered prophetic truth to him. Such things that we know now. As we look towards the end. Here's what we know. We know about the return of the Lord. And the signs of the time. Because God spoke it to Daniel. And Daniel wrote it down. Anybody heard of the 70 weeks of Daniel before? Pointing to the restoration of Israel, the arrival of Messiah, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the return of Messiah. You see, Daniel didn't have a cute little religious thing going on. Daniel was all caught up in God, praying three times a day, every day. And when I say pray, I mean you say, I can't pray three times a day. Well, you eat three times a day. You talk to your husband or your wife. Come on. We text 53 times a day. Facebook says they have over 60 billion messages every day. I'm not saying something is inherently wrong. I know how we do life. But don't you think we focus on what we believe is most important or most appropriate or most effective? I got a problem. Where's my Google, baby? Maybe you ought to focus on your God. Amen. Is there a God somewhere that we could... Somebody shout, thank you, thank Amen. you. I don't... I want, I, when, when I say this, I don't just talk about prayer. I want to talk about giving thanks. We're just not too good at prayer these days. Amen. Can I get a confession? Two of us? Amen. We're just not too good at prayer these days. And we desperately need to pray. Yes. And here's a word for you about praying just pray. Amen. Look at somebody say, just pray. Just look at shake just pray. And you got that glimpse of Daniel's prayer like back in Daniel chapter 2, where he and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were praying and blessing the Lord. But look at the way he prayed. Look at this. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Now, this is a moment where they are either going to interpret a dream or they are going to be torn to pieces and their homes and families destroyed. So here's his prayer in Daniel 2. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Who prays like that? For wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding, and he reveals deep and secret things. Who prays like that when your family's at risk? Anybody got some trouble right now? My, 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 my niece, Megan, was diagnosed with leukemia. She's 23 years old. She's in a hospital in Columbus, Ohio, at the Ohio State University Hospital. Anybody want to praise God? Amen. Come on, somebody praise God because he's a healer. Somebody praise God. Amen. Come on, praise God. Amen. He can defeat sickness. The pastor, you don't know what's going on in my house right now. Well, praise God. He's still God. He didn't quit. Didn't go home. Didn't give up. Come on. You don't know. See, I believe in giving thanks. Let me, let's just say it together. Here's a prayer. Let's just pray just like Daniel did. And Dan, come on. Blessed be the name of God forever. Do I have another slide after that? I don't know if I have another slide. Okay, I'll just say it. Come on, here's my prayer. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For He shuts the mouths of lion. He raises up the captive to rule over the heathen. I have wisdom. I have understanding because of the grace and mercy of Yahweh, King of kings and Lord of lords. If I die, I die unto the Lord. If I live, I live unto the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus. Job is very honest about this. Job chapter 19. Yes. He's lost, it seems, everything, and this is what here's his prayer. But as for me, I know that my redeemer lives, and he will stand upon the earth at last. And after my body is decayed, yet in my body I will see God. I will see him for myself. Yes, I will see him with my own eyes. I am overwhelmed at that thought. David is another guy who prayed three times a day, and he pray. He has so many powerful prayers. If you ever look in the Word of God, Psalm 57, he says, "Have mercy on me, O God, Yahweh, have mercy." I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. I cried out to the God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. He will send help from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. My God will send forth his unfailing love and faithfulness. Psalm 57, I am surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey, whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows, and whose tongues cut like sores. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. What? (laughs) May your glory shine over all the earth. My enemies set a trap for me. I'm weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. You see, you can't, you can't separate your prayer and your praise. Anybody want to be an overcomer? I'm going to give you a challenge this week. Pray 10 minutes every morning. Prayer and praise 10 minutes every morning and at noon and every night. 10 minutes? I'll miss the football game. Record it. I know that two hours is more important than those 10 minutes. No, I don't. That was sarcasm. If you struggle just And you say I don't know what to pray Just grab the psalms Amen. And read a psalm Amen. Turn on some worship music And petition Amen. the Lord Can I finish this message Somebody say yes. Yes. yes Giving thanks changes your address Now notice the posture of Daniel This was his custom In Babylon His upper room Windows open Kneeling in prayer three times Praying to the Father And giving thanks He is in Babylon Now don't Listen You are not alone Even when you're in Babylon. He goes to the upper room. Does that remind you of anything? Reminds me of where the disciples met Jesus. In Acts chapter 2. Where the church was blessed. And when I'm seeing this. As he opens his eyes. I love being here. How many find it freeing to worship here? Anybody find it like. I can worship in church. Sometimes when you're not in the house. Go ahead and be in the house anyway. Amen. Make your house this house. Come on. Look at your house. Look towards your house with that perspective. Hebrews 10. Let us not give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. You see, Daniel had a little church right in his house. He had met there before. And now he is meeting there again. Church, we need one another. Let me finish. Everybody stand with me while I finish this up. Giving thanks is a rescue. Everybody shout that. Giving thanks is a
1: rescue.
0: Listen to what the Lord says about those who love Him in Psalm 91. You want to read this with me? Because He loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue Him. I will protect Him, for He acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him. What?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Anybody believe God's word? Yes.
1: yes. I love that
0: promise. Amen. So you know the story. Anybody know the story? Yes. So here's the story. Daniel prays. Daniel's brought before Darius. Mm. And Darius honors. He honors what was written. Right. Amen. And throws Daniel into the den of lions. Yeah. In verse 16 of Daniel 6, the king gave the command. They brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, if You're a God whom you serve continually. He will deliver you. You know what Darius is saying? I blew it. Yes, Couldn't we use some kings in the world to say they have blown it? Yes. Anybody want to see some kings do that? Would you? Some presidents, some congressmen. Anybody want to see that? How many believe there's some people that need to realize that God has a better way? Is anybody in this house? Look who's praising God now. You're God whom you serve continually. He's able.
1: He's able, That's right?
0: And then in verse 18, Daniel is now in the lion's den. So the king went to his place. And look what the king did. He spent the night fasting. Didn't eat that night, just fasted. No musicians were brought before him. Verse 18. And his sleep went from him. He didn't sleep all night. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. In other words, he was concerned. He thought Daniel had died. Daniel servant of the living God whom you serve continually. Has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? And expecting no response. Daniel said to the king, Oh, king! Live forever! My God sent his angels and shut the lion's mouth. Don't think we have a proper understanding of rescue. I don't think we have a proper understanding. I don't think we get this. Um... Let me handwrite. How many have felt surrounded lately with difficulty? Lift your hand if you felt surrounded. Now, this is not a word from God so much, but it's so powerful. And on this day, anybody have heard of Lieutenant General Lewis Chesty Pooler? Yeah. Hoorah. U.S. Marine Corps, one of the, most decorate, the most decorated nice Marine day, of all times. He was born in West Point. He was born in West Point, Virginia. And fought war after war after war. He, he started to go to, to school, but they wouldn't send him off to fight. So he left it so he could get right out as a private and start fighting. But in one particular battle, this is one of his favorite statements. All right, they're on our left. They're on our right. They're in front of us and they're behind us. They can't get away from us this time. <laughs> perspective. you got to stop looking at the lines and open your window and look to Jerusalem. It's perspective. Uh, I don't know if you're hearing me. So many songs. I, mean, I remember Michael W. Smith the last this past year, Surrounded. This is how I fight my battles. Anybody remember that? It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Well, devil, you can't get away now. You think you came after me. He's saying, I'm here to rescue you. If you'll just call on me, you'll just call on me. I haven't been able to get that. Lauren Daigle song, Out of My Head. Monday morning I got up to sing. Tuesday. Last night before I went to bed, this morning when I got up, all I could hear was the rescue song. Midweek I said, Emory, you guys better sing rescue before I preach. Because there are people that feel like you were surrounded. Listen, God can shut the lion's mouth. This is tough. You can't get away now. You can't get away. You can't get away. You can't get away. Some of you are struggling. Am I right? Some, how many? How many would say, Pastor Rick, I'm struggling. You're a part of the church of the Lord Jesus. You, and you might say, this is not a good time for me to have prayer. I'm really going through I just don't feel good right now. I want you to be inappropriate. Don't honor the lions. Don't honor the accusation. Don't honor that. Honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Here's my challenge to you. If you feel like you're surrounded, if you feel like the enemies come against you, I want you to leave your seat and start walking this direction. If you felt surrounded this week, come on, come on, come on. Don't just stay in there. Just come on down. Come on down. Come on down swiftly. Come down swiftly. The battle is greater than you anticipated. Come quickly, come quickly. Come quickly. I
1: will rest.
0: I want to build up your faith first, okay? Sing, sing to them, build up your faith. Come close. Come over here. Right here.
1: Come close. Come
0: close. you ready? Will you help them?
1: How many will help them? Okay, almost, you can almost—you
0: can hear the voice of the Lord. What's He saying? What's He saying to you? What's He saying? I will. Okay. He's a good God, isn't He? Are you, is everybody ready now? everybody in the house with you in spite of your conflict you're surrounded You, you can't get away now you're surrounded you ready? Throw your hands up in the air you might say well you're just making a show yes I am I'm making a show openly I'm making a show I'm making a show are you just trying to be dramatic okay call it what you want it to be I'm being dramatic go ahead you, whatever dagger, whatever spear, whatever knife you have. But I'm going to lift up my hands right now. And I'm going to say, God, you are bigger than. Now, whatever it is that's facing you, say it. Say it. God, you are bigger than. The enemy has come against me, but you will rescue me. And I praise you for your rescue. Go ahead and praise him. I'm rescued. Say it. I'm, re- I'm rescued. Come on, all my altar team, come and surround these people. Come and surround them. Just surround them. I mean, come on, surround them. Come on, surround them. We need to surround them with godly people. Hurry, hurry, hurry. About, it's about time to start second service. Hurry. Hurry. Right? So in the name of Jesus, we dispatch angels to shut the, the, the mouths of the lions that have surrounded you. We call you all. Open your windows. Go to your upper room, open your windows and declare that God is good and he is able. Shout, thank you ya! Yah, Yahweh, thank Yah, Yahweh, thank Yahweh, praise you, Yahweh. You are almighty God. You always have been. You always will be. You still got control of this. Go ahead, bless them. May the Lord bless them, all of you. We're going to continue to sing. You can pray. In fact, why don't you grab somebody's hand beside of you right now. Grab somebody's hand. Hold your hand up together and give thanks to Almighty God. Go ahead and do it. Thank you, Mighty God.
1: You are able.
0: You are able. You are mighty. You are victorious. After you finish praying, we're going to continue to sing first, but after you finish praying, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you. Be gracious to you and give you peace. I'm
1: when you your